but um, I stepped out on the deck this morning right as the sun was coming up, looked across the fields and everything and the fog and cool, crisp air, nice hot cup of coffee in my hand, man, I tell you what, man, God's good, never been better, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, amen, I, uh, I am blessed, it's, it's a relief for me because when it's um, when it's ninety and ninety one degrees on the outside, uh, inside that school bus with uh, uh, sixty or sixty five kids, it runs up well over a hundred on the inside of that bus. We don't have AC units in there, and uh, and so man, it's just every uh, you know. It, Late every afternoon when I parked that thing in that in that warmer weather and stuff, I, by the time from four o'clock that morning I get off the five, uh, I usually fall off that thing and then it's just it just rains. So I'm enjoying this weather here. Hallelujah! I thank God for it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to get into the Word um, and uh, thanking God it's already moved and um, uh, and done. Things for some people. Uh, thanks to Sister Tina Cutts. My heart goes out to her. I know. Um, well, I, I, I don't know. I like I said, I've never been there, but it, it's got to be a privilege and experience. And I'm, I'm thankful to God each now and then comforting and gives some peace in your heart. Amen. And, uh, but as we were up here and, and praying, Show me some things. He began to speak to me in my spirit. And I know why he had given me this message that uh, he's given me. And um, hopefully, Paul up there, he's, he's, he's trying to handle both ends up there today. Second chapter.
And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, look at your neighbor and say, broken through. They let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Let's pray. Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for your spirit. Breaking through to Jesus. Breaking through to Jesus. Now, the story of this paralytic man brought down through the roof to the Lord takes me back to my childhood days, all the way back when I was in beginner class in Sunday school. It's a gospel classic. And the message it conveys is timeless and forever heartwarming. Before our message today, I want to use this special event in the ministry and the life of Jesus to call attention to the extraordinary struggles which occur in this life that leave us seemingly helpless without any option and no prospect for deliverance. I've been there. I don't know about you. It's not a good place to be when you feel like you are up against the wall and you don't have any options. You don't have no way through. You feel helpless. Don't see any prospect for deliverance. And I know, because God has spoken to me, there's some people right in here today that have no strength and no hope. Now, in most of our lives, we all approach on a daily basis hurdles. I don't think there's a day go by that we've not some kind of hurdle in our path. Seems like they're always there for people with anointing and people that God is trying to use. I think many of you can uh, can relate to that. We all have daily hurdles which we conquer. We leap and we jump and continue to run. A lot of times there's not a whole lot of thought. Sometimes with a little effort because we have had to cross so many hurdles. But there are times when we collide with something extraordinary, 
some extraordinary circumstance which blocked our path, and we know that if we're going to prevail, it will be by extraordinary means. Extraordinary circumstances makes us to have extraordinary means to prevail. Can you say amen? Now, what I'm talking about here is getting to the feet of Jesus. <laughs> when you trying to live a life for God that you're not going to have the option to sidestep it. You can't just go around it. And when you come across something of that nature, some extraordinary circumstance in your life, your only hope for survival is getting to the feet of Jesus. And you have got to become desperate. Desperate times produce desperate measures. Sometimes we have to get desperate with God.
breaking through to Jesus. There are things that we go through, whether it be the enemy coming against us to try to get us to quit or to stop and make us to think living for God ain't worth it. Whatever it may be, you've got to break through to Jesus. Now, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, when we come to this area, it's no time for pride. Look at somebody say, no time for pride. Hallelujah, no time for pride. It's on the screen, no time for pride. Mark 2 and 3. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. going to be times that you can't go around it as humans. As humans, we have the tendency to take pride in our personal strength and our willpower to achieve that which seems impossible. Some refer to this as pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. I'm going to tell you something that don't work any time. When you encounter the extraordinary struggle the first thing you've got to do to break through to Jesus is to drop that self-righteous or macho pride spirit. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to drop it. trying to get there, because 90% of you men, I don't care what, how lost you are, they ain't going to stop and ask for directions.
doing it. Hallelujah. Folks, when you come against something that's so strong in your life, that's more than anybody, quit trying to handle it alone. Drop your pride. Don't be so stubborn and bullheaded that you're not willing to ask somebody to help you. This man right here was paralyzed. We don't know the extent. The Bible don't say what. He, uh, he, he, he may have been a total paraplegic. I know. I just know he was, he was completely bedridden. Amen. And he didn't have no help. And if it wasn't for him depending upon four other men, he never would have had a breakthrough to Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to look at somebody and say, I know. Need help. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One of the biggest hindrances of revival is stubbornness. People want to go their own path and do their own thing and say, I've got this myself. But Lord, if you could have had it yourself, Jesus wouldn't have died at Calvary. Hallelujah. There's no time for pride when we're talking about what we're talking about here this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Be willing to drop your pride. Be willing to kneel down if you have to and wash another brother's feet. Come on, somebody. Hello.
anybody going to say about it. There are many times in your life that you need help. Now, a scripture in Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, look at what it says. Two are better than one. Hallelujah. Hey, if $100 bill is good, who's better? <laughs> Amen? Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Those four men, they have four of them, see. Uh, they work together in, in creating that opening in the roof to let that man down to Jesus. For if they, look at what Scripture says, for if they fall, one will lift up his companion. That day Brother Ken was over here in the church doing that work and, and the hot weather and everything, and I got too hot and he passed out. There was nobody around to help him up. Amen. Two are better than one. If one fall, the other one will help lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. Everybody seen that commercial pushing that button up there? And that, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Hallelujah. You know, younger people may laugh at that, amen, but I guarantee you if you live long enough, you'll, you'll experience that. Hello, somebody. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two people lie down together, they will keep warm. Let's continue and read a little bit further. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Hallelujah. Church, we're in this thing together. We're to lift one another up, to carry one another's burdens. Amen. But it's sad when you got somebody in the church. Amen. They're all oh, they're willing to help somebody else and to go to somebody else's rescue, but they got too much pride to call for help themselves. Come on. Hallelujah. That person may be left laying alone somewhere because they don't have nobody with them. Hallelujah. I've got to move on. Hallelujah. Another thing, when it comes to breaking through to Jesus, sometimes we've got to just simply forget the traditional means. Hallelujah. We've got to forget the traditional means. What did he say in Mark 2 and 4? And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Church, sometimes the doorway to your healing or your deliverance is blocked. can be blocked by a lot of things. This just simply, uh, with this man, happened to be blocked with a crowd. But let me tell you something.
but it's completely blocked. At that point, you can you can give up and accept the outcome, or you can find a way past the blocked door and break your way through.
he's talking about pride. I'm, I'm fixing to quarrel. I'm wrapping it up. But back in those days, uh, they called it Balaam. We don't we don't get into Balaam because it's a different story. That's why you you have all that other stuff in there too. He had heard about that, and he said, "Well, he said I'd like to have that Holy Ghost." Don't never tell God what you're not going to do. Never tell God what you're not going to do. Never say never. That man poured his heart out of God, Brother Carl said. Brother Carl was there for about a two-week revival. He couldn't get nowhere. Hallelujah. Because God done overheard what he said. See, if you're going to get something from God, if you're going to get a, get get rid of a breakthrough, there can't be nothing that you won't do for God. That's it, brother. God offers us unconditional love. Come on. So finally, getting close to last that revival, Brother Carl said that guy was crying to get the Holy Ghost, and he couldn't get nowhere. Finally, he just broke loose from everybody who was there laying hands on and praying for him, you know, and baptizing him in the Holy Spirit and all that. Hallelujah. He just breaks free and he gets over there. And this church was a big church. Brother Carl said it seated about 1,500 people. It's a pretty good-sized church. It was a long way from one side to the other. He said that guy got up and he went all the way to the far wall and he laid down and he started rolling. So help me God. Somebody here needs a breakthrough. I have felt that strong in my spirit. Matter of fact, when I was up here standing praying a while ago, and I told you,
when the disciples was on the Sea of Galilee in a storm, and he came walking to them on the water. The Bible says he had a step on the water right there. Hallelujah. God is God is not moved by your need. He's moved by your faith and obedience. 